What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Game Podcast. And my name is Matt Primo, and I'm here today with Christian Valencia. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we haven't done this in a few weeks, so my intro is a little off uh, as per the normal. I mean, what, what would this show be like if... I did not mess up the intro. Well, we didn't. Ha- well, we had repetition, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> the surfing the stream. I say this every week. I got that shit down pat. I can say it in my sleep. I'm sure you can. <laughs> so you mess up all the time in here. <laughs> so we've been we've been gone for for a few weeks again, or a couple weeks, I should say, uh, mainly due to some personal issues with me, and then some scheduling issues between me and Christian. So haven't been able to record this episode. This was supposed to come out on the 6th for Patreon supporters. This is our deep dive into The Last Ronin, the Ninja Turtles comic book series uh, that has been released, what, the beginning of this year? No, uh, end of last year, excuse Mm -hmm. me. So there are going to be major spoilers for this particular issue, issue number one. Now, I just mentioned this on the pregame show for Patreon. That you can get to if you go to patreon.com slash two game. Uh, I'm going to be basically be going page by page. So you're going to get the full story for the last Ronin. Shut up. Right. <laughs> it's just whether or not you physically want to read it without spoilers. That's going to be the issue. So if you want to read it without spoilers, then pause it right here or pause it in a little bit. I'll, I'll let you know when we start the discussion. We got, yeah, yeah. We got some stuff to you got talk time. about. You got time. <laughs> you got time. But yeah, uh, we've been gone for a few weeks. I'm ready to get back into this, sir. I'm ready to talk about The Last Ronin with mm, you. Yes. Uh, some other things that we're going to be talking about this week. We're going to be talking about Valve Steam Deck that just got announced a couple of days ago. Mm. Have you done any? I did a little look into, looking into it. So we're just going to basically just go over that real quick. I, I have some thoughts and opinions on it, of course. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> what would Matthew Primo be if he was not opinionated? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we'll go into our playlist. We'll do, uh, I know Christian has done Scarlet Nexus. He has beaten that, mm-hmm. so he's going to give you his thoughts and opinions on that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll jump into the last Ronin issue number one, and then Fuck, Mary Kill, mm-hmm. and then we'll end it on our weekly recommendation. So let's just jump into it. Valve Steam Deck, sir. So this <laughs> got announced a couple of days ago. Basically, it's a handheld PC console. Yes. Like, I looked at it, and I was like, it's like uh, the PSP, or the Vita. But it, it's going to be a beefy. More, more be- yeah, beefy version. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what they, they announced. So basically, if if you want this handheld console, and you don't have PC gaming, like you don't have time to sit at home on your PC and play these games, you can take this shit on the go. It's like a Nintendo Switch, except super Nintendo Switch, basically. Yes. Like, fucking beefy. And it's basically uh, a fully functional desktop, and you can download other PC programs on this particular uh, Steam Deck. For $399, you get a 64-gig storage. For $529, you get a 256-gigabyte storage. And for $649, you get 512 gigs with an anti-glare etched glass screen as well. Now, the one thing that I will say about each individual uh, console that you're getting, they actually give you some additional stuff on it. You're not just getting the extra storage. Like, you get the 399, which is the base model. The the second model, you get some other stuff along with it. And then the, the top tier model, you get that premium anti-glare. <laughs> you get a carrying case for the first one. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Second one, you get... 
faster storage, which would be really nice. Carrying case and an esteem community profile bundle. <laughs> that better be fucking badass. That's all I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's better be badass. <laughs> I don't know. And then the third one, you get faster storage. And you use that, like you said, the anti-glare glass. An exclusive carrying case. Ooh. And an exclusive steam profile. But then you have this exclusive virtual keyboard. Mm. Yeah. So here are my thoughts on this. Now, this is Bluetooth compatible. So you can hook up your Bluetooth, you know, your AirPods and all that, which mm-hmm. is fucking fantastic, by the way. Because that is one of the biggest issues with the Nintendo Switch. I have to hook up my, my ancient <laughs> headphones and hope that I don't lose them. Yeah, right. So it's Bluetooth compatible. It's going to be available this holiday season with reservations starting soon. So, sir, is this something that you can are going to consider buying when it comes out? Not right off the bat. No, me neither. Because, first off, the prices, God, Jesus. Like, I could buy 64 gigs of something for a lot less than that. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a computer. I have a laptop I can just carry around. I mean, granted, it's a handheld. This is handheld, and it's probably a lot better than my laptop, but not right now. Like I'm gonna let them get all the kinks out. Um, let them have their their community just pretty much bash them, so they fix it. Yeah, so they fix it. So I absolutely agree. This is not gonna be a day one purchase for me. This is gonna be a. I'm gonna wait a few months. Mm-hmm. I want to know the ins and outs. I want to know the pros and cons of it because one thing I'm super curious about is. How it, it's gonna be a shout out. How it feels in my hands. <laughs> like, is it super beefy in my hands where I don't feel like I can move the controllers very much? You know, it's gonna be like that. Or is it gonna be like, I don't know. It, I want it to feel more like the Nintendo Switch, but I also want it to feel a little bit better in my hands as well, if that makes any sense. It does. Because the Nintendo Switch, while it does feel good in my hands, it still feels kind of awkward. It still feels kind of awkward. Like, it feels like it's maybe too small in my hands. You shouldn't be having any problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> so, yeah. If I had to choose one of these three options, not going for 649 No. That's fucking expensive. I don't need an exclusive carrying case. <laughs> uh, I would probably go for the mid-tier, the 529 But, again, I'm going to be waiting several months for them to work out the kinks and to get reviews on this because I don't want this to be like a Google Stadia bullshit where nobody really likes it when it comes out, you know, kind of thing. And it doesn't really work because in reality, this seems too good to be true. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on the go with no restrictions? Yeah, I could, but... No, I meant like, I mean, we can imagine it, but the, the... but to actually Just, have it in my hands? Yes. Yeah, well, this is this is a dirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> or or The Witcher 3, being able to play that without it looking like shit on the Switch. <laughs> and uh, crashing on you every once in a while. Uh, well, you know, miracles do happen. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, there's some uh, JRPGs on the PlayStation that I really want to play, like Persona 5 Royal. But... I got so many other games I need to play that I just put that in the back burner and I'm never going to get to it. So my thing is also, you were literally buying a computer. Yes. Literally. 
Like you could go and build a perfect PC for that does all of this for the maybe four hundred dollars, which is that first tier. But the issue is, but it's not portable. Yeah, That's it's the thing. it's in my hands. I mean, I can carry a computer in my hands. It's not you know preferable, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can understand that argument, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I, I come from it from a point of view of where I'm not a PC gamer. Yeah. So the thought of being able to play some of these big time games, these AAA games on the go with a console that looks like the Switch, but it has some additional features that really intrigues me. But again, seems too good to be true, and I do want to wait a little while to to see what the issues with it are. You can dock it too. They yes. have a port they sorry, it's not with the system, which makes no fucking sense cuz you're spending that much money fucking give me a dock. Right? But see my thing is with the dock, would it basically be a fucking computer? At that point it's like what what's can the point? I just of- hook up a keyboard and a mouse to the fucking dock and Yeah, so what's the point of that? That See that part I can I can completely agree with you. I just go buy a computer, right? Because what's the point of docking it just to play a computer game? It seems kind of dumb. Yeah. Unless you're trying to, you know, mirror it onto your TV, which you can do already, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You can. That's what I, that's what I used to do with mine. So it seems kind of just seems HDMI dumb. it to the TV. And so really, fun. this is only for people. Like this seems like the perfect thing for me. Who does not have a a PC or something that I can play PC games on? Whereas other people like you who already have one, it may not make as much sense for you. I'm just looking at it, like, and just I mean, if what I'm thinking those touch pads are, those are in the way. Mm-hmm. Like if you hold where those sticks are and they're up top, you're fucking right here. The big girthy part of your hand <laughs> of your thumb is literally touching the touchpad. So would that fuck your gaming up, or or is it automatically like turn, turn off? off? Change your makeup. God damn it. <laughs> turn off whenever you're playing with the stick. <laughs> well, uh, so many shout outs for the segment. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume that they would be able to just you just be able to toggle it on and off. I would hope, anyways. I mean, you you may have more of a problem with that than I will, because your hands are a little bit bigger than mine, sir. But see, my also my thing is too. It's so like. It reminds me of, you remember the Game Gear? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of one of those, but a smaller, thinner version of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to look up where I can put all eight batteries in. <laughs> <laughs> all the all eight double A's. Like, I mean, it looks identical to a Game Gear. It really does. It's the, just processing power and all that. Yeah. The, the interesting thing is they announced this on the day that the new... OLED switches went on on sale that you could mm. uh, buy them, pre-order them, no. which is it's it's pretty funny that they did that. <laughs> it was, it was well speaking of which, are you getting a new? No. Uh, <laughs> I think on the surface it, it seemed really cool at the time, but when you actually dig deep into the Switch OLED, bruh, that's not worth fucking fifty dollars. No. Just get it's basically you can see better colors. That's all it is. Yeah, it's nothing it's, different. It's not better performance. The graphics are not significantly be- like better at all. It's nope. just 
better colors. That's all it is. And the screen is a cunt hair bigger. Hmm. That's all it is. No. Not, 50, not spending 50 bucks. No. Now, if you don't have a Switch and you're going to buy one, then by all means, by all means, go buy it. But that doesn't seem feasible for me who already has one. But good luck. Because <laughs> you ain't going to find it. Because you can't find one now. That's true. I got to buy some uh, Switch lights for the kids. I did see some they're, 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 Switches at Target the other day. I mean, they're today. like here and there. You can find them. I found like three at Target. They're not like unicorns like they were during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, y'all let us know what you think about this new Valve Steam Deck. Like I said, on the surface level, it seems too good to be true. Uh, are you going to buy it? Are you going to skip it? You know, what's your plans? Let us know. And, uh, yeah, let's move on to our playlist. Sir. I just wanted to get that little that little new segment come out because Ooh. I did a little bit of research for it, you know, yesterday and today. And I was like, this seems very interesting. Yeah, like But I'll- it seems like it could fail very easily. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, when I looked at it too, I was like, I don't know, man. Like my PC, yes, it's bulky, but I mean, how how many people grew up with that? Like, that's like bulkiness. I've never no, 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 no. I, I, I sorry, not like that. <laughs> the PC, the ma- the keyboard and the mouse. How many people grew up with that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's almost like second nature. I mean, I understand handhelds are coming out and they've been out for a good couple decades, but yeah, I mean. We carry iPhones and you know phones that pretty much have the same processing power to an extent. I thought about getting back with uh, Xbox Game Pass mm-hmm. and trying the Game Cloud and seeing how that works because now you can play it on your iOS. Mm. So I'm curious to know how that works. I heard the lag is fucking bad. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Xbox, so I mean, you're right. <laughs> I mean, PlayStation no better, but <laughs> so yeah. If you if you have the uh, the game cloud on iOS and you're playing games, do the cloud on your iPhone. Let me know because I'm super curious about that. That is one of the biggest things for me is I want to play these bigger games on the go. It will help me tremendously get through these games through my backlog. It would definitely help. <laughs> <laughs> it would. So y'all, let me know what my options are. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Uh, what have you been watching here here lately, sir? So I watched two new animes. I'm like, I'm trying to get my big, I'm trying to bulk up my, and broaden my horizons mm-hmm. for, you know, so whenever <laughs> Animation Nation comes back. But I watched um, ReZero, Starting a New Life in a New World. That's the one I was telling you about. It's mm, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. And then I watch uh, Kanasuba, which is really funny. Like it reminded me of early fairy tale, but Ooh. of humor. Mm-hmm. Early fairy tale, mm-hmm. and it's like two seasons and a movie. Who the fuck knew how to movie? Like <laughs> I was like I was season two finished, and then I went to and it said season twenty six. I'm like, um, uh. <laughs> y'all jumped a few seasons here. <laughs> Uh, am I watching Supernatural? <laughs> and you know, I looked at the time. I'm like, an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, okay. All right, we're doing this. All right. But the movie takes right up after fucking season two, right okay. at the end. So mm-hmm. it's perfect. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll allow this. And I watched it. And I was like, it literally was just a, it was like two episodes mm-hmm. in one. And I was okay with it. But it was hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. 
I don't have my. I, I told you earlier that I'm doing all my notes on the computer today, so yeah. y'all bear with me a little bit because I'm doing something a little bit different. I can't write this shit down. <laughs> uh, chicken scratch. <laughs> uh, that's, that's one thing you've been watching? Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching, to be honest with you. Well, obviously in three weeks, I've watched a lot of shit, so I'm not going to name all of it. But here we go. <laughs> I've been slowly working my way through SAO. I, I was waiting for Chris to finish it up before I started again, and bruh, shit's just... Mm-hmm. Just fucking chef's kiss. I, I I finally got to the part where the theme song changed. Mm. So the the halfway point of the season, and the, dude, this is like watching it over again for the first time because I don't remember any of it. Yeah, it's fucking amazing, <laughs> right? It really is. And Chris is like, you get to experience this all over again. Yes, it's good. <laughs> Did you watch the abridged? Like no. I told you, you. No, I keep forgetting. You should watch it. It's so worth it. So. Yeah, watching through SAO, I've been reading, I just finished the first volume of Progressive. Fucking mm. fantastic as well. I watched the Tomorrow War uh, yesterday. That review is going to be out as well. Uh, Alien, I just fucking finished that set of that series. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> and then as part of War Movies in July, Pearl Harbor. Uh, yeah, the less said about that, the better. Uh, I watched Black Widow. That review is also up, non-spoilers. Uh, Luca on Disney Plus, that's actually pretty good. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Apocalypse Now, as part of War Movies in July, uh, fuck that movie. I swear <laughs> to God, I wanted to fucking just, I wanted to punch a small baby in the face for making me watch that, you know, and just fucking kill myself. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, but one of the best things that I watched over our two-week break is the Velocipaster. Oh God, I saw so much of that text. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, I was like, Carmen's got this all day. Oh, dude, it is like 100% made for Carmen. <laughs> so if you've never seen or never heard of the Velocipaster, it's on Amazon Prime, and it is probably the worst movie ever. But they, but they, that's what they're going for, okay? They're not going for something smart. It's got terrible acting, terrible writing. In fact... The very beginning, within like two minutes of the movie starting, a car explodes. And instead of the car exploding, it just takes the car away and it puts car on fire in words on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. So basically, it's like this priest. He goes to China and he gets bitten by... uh, (laughs) He gets bitten and... It's like Spider-Man. He turned into a, a, a Velociraptor, but it's not like it's not like Jurassic Park Velociraptor. It's like uh, Spirit Halloween Store Velociraptor. <laughs> Jesus, it's like Wish. <laughs> it is, and you can totally tell like his uh, his claws are like just gloves. <laughs> and there are fucking ninjas in this movie for some fucking reason. <laughs> This mo- ninjas. <laughs> Look, this movie makes no fucking sense. I don't even know what the movie's about, to be honest with you. But it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking <awesome>. hilarious. <laughs> so, the Velosa Pastor. Go check it out on Amazon Prime if you love shitty-ass mo- movies. Because that's what it is. Uh, as far as listening, sir, I've been listening to the new newer Seether album. Uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, Crystal Lake just came out with two new songs. Mm. I haven't listened to them, but... Uh, one of them is better than the other. I like both of them. 
<laughs> I like both of them, but one's better. One's better. <laughs> uh, the first the the first song was it called Curse. Uh, the ending, Bruh. yeah. Mm. It's not it's not o- like, neither are like overly heavy, but at the end of Curse, yeah. His his uh his vocals, Bruh, it's fucking fantastic. It gave me a a heart pee pee. Let's just say that. <laughs> and uh, fit for a king because I reviewed the Dark Skies album on our on our Patreon which was fantastic. And if you're curious as to why we... I'm going to do a little plug-in right here. If you're curious as to why we disappeared in the month of December, go to patreon.com slash two games, support us at any of those tiers, and you will get access to this Fit for a King album review, and you will find out why we disappeared for the month of December in the year 2020. (laughs) Because I go in depth, and it's... It's like mental health and shit like that. You, I will go into specifics about why we did not record any episodes for the Two Game Podcast in that month. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What about you, sir? So I've gone on this conquest of looking up video game and animation um, music. Yeah, you sent me uh, Devil May Cry. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Sir, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not overly heavy, but it's just enough heavy. You know, like, when you're playing a video game and that, like, Doom, mm-hmm. and just that fucking just music, it's just, you just want to sit there and just listen to it. I mean, obviously, you get fucking attacked, and you can't really listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, getting fucked in the ass. But they have people who redo them better, if not better, or worse, you know. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, playlists on Spotify. So I just type in, you know. Say, I want to listen to Devil May Cry. Because Devil May Cry has some fucking great soundtracks. I don't know if you've ever played any. I've never played any of them. They're fucking fantastic. I think they have Final Fantasy VII Remake on there. And that fucking soundtrack is fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's fucking Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, like every time I hear that, 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 every time I hear that, dude. I played the game. I'm like, is it happening? Nope. No? No? Okay. I'm back <laughs> I'll back up. I'll back up. <laughs> <laughs> down, baby, down. <laughs> and then we're like, I think when we got near the end of the first one, and it finally started playing, I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> it hurts! It hurts so bad. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> it's throbbing. It's been two weeks in the making. <laughs> and explosions. Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Which is so funny. I have a note later on in this episode where it says Michael Bay explosions. <laughs> Dude, that would have been like perfect in like fucking that Velociraptor preacher one. Oh, Instead of Michael explosions, Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. That would have been perfect. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I, I mean, I listen to you know my normal Pandora on the way to work, which is like five minutes long. But mm-hmm. like I said, when I have a chance, I sit there and I listen to those playlists. Just to, I mean, like each playlist got like fifty songs on it. You sound like me listening to my Dark Souls playlist, sir. Mm. Well. That shit fucking just gets you right in the fucking hype. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check that that out because I I did I did see the text message but didn't have a chance to actually go oh, listen to any of it. I was about to say because there's a lot on there. <laughs> there, yeah. I went to the actual playlist. I just did not play any of it. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a it's a lot of songs. It was. <laughs> uh, playing over the last couple weeks for me has been almost zero. I played all of like. 20 30 minutes of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm slowly getting through that. 
<laughs> it was possible. Uh, but every time I play it, I'm like, why haven't I been playing this like all along? Right. And then I go like two weeks without playing it and repeat. Why haven't I been fucking playing this? <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Ender Lilies as well. I'm kind of on this boss where I can't fucking beat them. It's fucking, it's like Dark Souls. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I just bought Tales of Vesperia for mm, the Nintendo Switch. Yes. I got that shit for like eight bucks. Get ready for talking <laughs> and some more talking. And I also bought Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin, Ooh. which is basically Monster Hunter version of Pokemon. Jinx, you want Bitch. <laughs> so yes. I'm waiting for that shit to be delivered. It's supposed to be delivered today. The Monster Hunter game. Oh. Super excited to play that. But uh, I also have to... I have a, so much shit I got to play. It's fucking kind of depressing, to be honest with you. <laughs> you just keep adding. <laughs> I do. I just keep adding to it. But at least those are on uh, the Switch. I can play those at... Which also, I got to say, I just finished up Alien series in review. So now I only have to review two movies a week. So it gives me gives me some more time to play some games and watch some anime, sir. <laughs> so you have a lot. I do. I do. Like I'm waiting for the text message. What do I need to watch next? <laughs> I'm watching three at once. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did see something on the PS5 for forty bucks, sir. Uh, I've heard it's. I, I'm I'm itching for a good Pokemon game. A mm-hmm. fucking good Pokemon game. I've been like searching through the PlayStation Five store mm-hmm. every day. Just to see if there's that that one hidden gem somewhere. So Tim Tim, it's a weird name, but it's forty bucks on the PS5. It's supposed to be a Pokemon game, basically. Hmm. They create just like Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, that's basic. It's a live service, not a live service game, but they update it regularly, kind of like Dead Cells and all that. So I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I, I think you can build like houses and shit in it. So Minecraft Pokemon. Maybe, I, I guess. I don't know. If you play Tim Tim, let us know. I did not know that it was on the PS5. I thought it was strictly on PC, and it was in early access. But it's on the PS5, and it says early access in the description. So they're still like it's still not fully released, I guess, which is really weird. Or you can buy the bundle, which is like 60 bucks, and you get like some fucking like outfits and shit, which is not for me. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it. I need to do more, some more research on it. Like I said, I'm itching for a Pokemon Pokemon game that is actually good. Uh, Have you been playing anything, sir? So, I've been playing... Oh, I finished Scarlet Nexus. I can't speak today. So, uh, I finished Scarlet Nexus. Then I played some Godfall. Mm -hmm. And then I played some PUBG and some zombies on Call of Duty. Ooh. And that's fun. That is stupid fun. If anything, Call of Duty is always good for zombies. Yep. Like, if their games are... Like, the worst part of their game is... Like, the best part of their game is always zombies. Usually. Oh, yeah. yeah. From my limited experience. Me and Creston play, and it's just... It's fun. It's entertaining. It it gets gets harder as you go. Mm. You know? Who knew? But, um, yeah. It's just... Like, the guns you can do... The things you can do in it. I mean, it came a long way from uh, Nazi zombies in, in the in the building that you were closed off from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you're in an open world running around killing zombies. Which I is forget, fun. What was it? Black Ops? Yeah, Black Ops 1, I think it was. Yeah. 
where you're in the fucking room and you gotta eventually get out. Dude, I fucking hated that part. I don't think there was a room. I don't know. It was just you stayed in the house. Well, you eventually get out and you go I think into this a like different map. That's what is I it think. a different map? Yeah. Okay. Well, you eventually go into like this alleyway and I can never get past the fucking alleyway. Oh no! Oh, no! You, oh, yeah, you're right. World at War was the the house. Okay. So you you the Black Ops was you got out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, once I got out, I always fucking died. I was like, yeah, fuck this game. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> well, it's just getting fucking harder. I don't like it. Shut up. Indeed. <laughs> so tell us about Scarlet Nexus, sir. So Scarlet Nexus is based on an anime that I've yet to fucking see anywhere. And it's it's on Funimation. Is it now? It's in Japanese. I don't give a fuck. It's on it's it's on <laughs> it's on uh Funimation. No fucks given here, sir. <laughs> I have been waiting for it. I like I go every day looking and I can't find it. Yeah, it's it's on uh it's on Funimation. Huh. Well, I know what I'm doing when I get home. Indeed. I think there's only like two episodes. I don't care. <laughs> I watch all two. <laughs> Cuz I want to know if this the game is directly from the anime. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know or is this, you know because this game if it's directly from the anime, it's going to be great. Yeah. Because the story in the in the game was so perfect. Which is really weird because you don't usually get good anime games. No, you don't at all. Like the fairy tale one was meh. <laughs> Chris just bought. Uh, he finally. He finally uh, bought uh, Sword Art Online. Which one? Uh, oh shit! What There's was only one? like a hundred. <laughs> Not Fatal Bullet. The other one for the Switch was that Hollow. Hol- yeah. Hol- Hollow something. Yeah. Uh, he bought that one. He's like, like, I, I, I had to fucking try it, and I was like, it's good. Uh, let me know, sir, because I really want to fucking play these games, but I heard their shit. The bullet one was the, probably the, my favorite one. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm waiting for him to tell me how it is, and I'm a. You literally start at like level like 100 automatically. <laughs> like so you start the game. Oh, uh, he said one. Uh, I guess I got a defective one. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I started at level 100. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I am master. <laughs> you don't like me, but anyway. This game came out in 2021 on June 24th, which was not soon enough. But, you know, I digress. Mm -hmm. So Steam gave it a 10, I mean, 9 out of 10. PC Gamer gave it a 78%. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10, which, you know, IGN is very stickler for a lot of things. Yeah, they are. And for that to be 8 out of 10, I I mean, I beat the game. So it's pretty good. It's a pretty fair score. Yeah. So, it's made by Bandai Namco. If I'm saying that right. If not, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) It's $60. Uh, It's a Japanese RPG. So, they're talking. God, is there no talking. (laughs) But the talking is... It's interesting. It's yes and no, because they do it a different way. You know how, like, in normal Japanese RPGs, they have, like, the little screens... And they go, they just talk. And mm-hmm. The little thing talks. Well, like you can move it around and look around, oh. and then it'll shift, and it'll like have an animation of them, and then it'll go back to the screens. So more like interactive. Yeah, it's a lot more interactive. But it plays. It's a free range fighting, kind of like Final Fantasy VII remake style, mm. which is fantastic. And their fighting system is pretty unique because you can borrow your teammates powers mm-hmm. and use them alongside yours like fusion almost <laughs> so they're all connected to like a network because 
Japanese. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't specify. <laughs> that's, that's reason enough. Just it's Japanese. <laughs> so, so this dude, the main character. There's two main characters: Yuito Samaguri and uh, Asane Randall. They both have the same power, which is pyro. Not pyro. Um, um, I can't psychokinesis. Mm-hmm. So you could be fighting, and you can borrow, say, pyrokinesis. So the shit you pick up and throw is on fire. Ooh. And then when you're slashing, your sword's on fire. That sounds hot. Yeah, it's fucking hot as shit. And, like, I played as uh, Yuito. When I tell you, if I had a dollar for every time they said his fucking name, <laughs> I'd be rich. <laughs> now, I heard that there's two different playthroughs. There is. And it's completely different? That's why I said, that's why I said there's two main characters. Mm-hmm. So, I played as Yuito. I haven't played as uh, Asune yet. So they touch base throughout the like his playthrough on certain things she did that you didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. And so they have two different teams. So there's eight sub characters, and they all have different powers. Some of them have the same power, you know, blah blah blah. So half the the one four four of the ones go with you, and the other four go with her and then they tell the story I mean they tell you kind of what the story is but you don't get to play through it okay so I mean it's not necessarily that you have to play the other character because you kind of know what happens but you don't get to experience what happened mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, like just using SAO as an example like we get Kirito as the main perspective through yep. season one and this new movie it's based, It's the same exact story. We just get a little bit different perspective. Indeed, you get to see more of what she talked about, you know, in the in the thing. Mm-hmm. And then you catch catch obviously catch up where you know you saw her the whole time, which I'm okay with. That's interesting. It's I pay played 22 hours until mm-hmm. I beat it, which is kind of a really short game, but it didn't feel short. Why, thank you. <laughs> well, I'll never, be here all week. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> oh. So it's got 20 chapters. Uh, side quests have nothing to do with the game. Mm-hmm. It's basically items. So you get like hell potions or whatever. So are, are the side quests like... I, I just beeline the entire game yeah. and not have to worry about the side quests yeah. at all. Yeah, basically, basically the side quests are like kill this enemy with fire. Or kill this enemy this way in midair with fire. Mm-hmm. Basically like that, and you get these items. Oh. Like, you don't have to go back to the person talk to them to redeem it. You just automatically redeem it. Oh. Well, so, it's convenient. Um, bonding and gifts with your sub-characters is pretty much key to the whole game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you have five ranks, and each rank gives you a little extra something in battle. And I got to like rank four on all of them. So there's a button sequence that you have to push. So like if you down an enemy with something, so like you throw a box at him or something, because each level has like numerous things to throw. And the buttons are so it's, it took a while to get used to because it's like you have to press square, then throw something at the same time and then do this. And you get to like, they show you how to do it, but then you don't really figure it out till like you're like a hundred battles in, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> so, are there like 
like is it like Witcher style, like like skill, like a skill tree, or is it just like you hit level one and just boost your no, your you, shit up? There's a skill tree. Okay, and it's I wouldn't say it's extensive, but it's pretty. You get to pick what mm-hmm. what like certain things you get to do. And, to customize your character. Yeah, basically. And then they have cosmetics in there, which is kind of just shit. It's useless. You know, on the surface, I don't know what it is like about like Japanese like bunny developers ears. or whatnot. They have bunny ears, cat ears, shit. Like, yeah, like, like cosmetics. That sounds fucking dope. Give me some dope shit. No, you're giving me fucking like cat ears and fucking like Hello make Kitty it do something. and shit. What'd you say? Make it do something. Yeah, make it do something. Oh, you get 5% all stats? Okay. I'll put it on there. But that's the issue with Pokemon. Like, I want my character to look different, but all this fucking shit looks dumb. Right? I don't want cosmetic shit. I don't want to look different. I love just bashing Pokemon every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear episode. I do like Pokemon. I, it's, it's, just, like, it's not an episode without you bashing it. <laughs> but, um, like I said, that is key to battle, but also killing certain monsters drop certain, obviously certain fucking items to exchange for weapons. So exchanging is also key because you can buy weapons throughout, you know, the story. But if you go, because you have buy, sell, exchange. So you can exchange for, so if you don't have enough money, you can exchange certain items for like health potions. And you can buy, exchange for better weapons. So like your same weapon, but plus mm-hmm. or ref, or revised as they say. So you do more damage. Like I went, I went to one spot just to get one whole item to revise my fucking sword before the end game. Mm-hmm. It was such a pain in the ass. That sounds like a pain in the ass. It, it was a pain in the ass because it would drop it because it was like a rare thing. Uh, so you had to fucking like. I had to go. I had to leave the area, come back to the area, and refight the same monsters, a certain monster, not you know, not a common one. So you were like doing like Pokemon, trying to get that that one percent fucking. I, I keep bringing Pokemon into this, but, <laughs> but that's, that's what it fucking reminds me of, like what you're saying. You have to leave the area, come back. Oh, oh fuck! I didn't drop it. Come back. Yeah, no. Is it worth it? I believe so. It was it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect game. Like there was a lot of talking, but it had purpose. It was engaging. Like, you it, could it skip it, and I wouldn't say you would not know the story. Because there were certain things I skipped, like the bond. They have bond episodes that you talk to. Has nothing to do with the fucking story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's just more of you learning about the character, which is nice and all. But after you, so after each episode or chapter, you go back to the safe house and you do bond episodes. Mm-hmm. So after four or five, because there's eight. You're you like, fucking get the point. I'm like, I'm so fucking done. Because there's one dude, when I tell you he's just an asshole, he is a bona fide fucking asshole. Like, he does not like you, but he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, what's up? You're fucking late, bro. But I didn't say you couldn't sit down. <laughs> like, dude, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Did you just tell me to go fuck myself? But but you want me here? Yeah, but you want me here. <laughs> like, he was a dick. <laughs> and, uh, the guy, the main character, you too, he's like, and he'll talk, you like, he'll hear, you'll hear in his head thoughts. He's like, this dude's just a dick. I'm like, you're not wrong. Skip. <laughs> I'm tired of listening to it. But I mean, it's definitely worth the play, but 
Like I said, it could have been a lot longer. Mm-hmm. God. Shut out. 22 hours. That's really not. And that's 22 hours of not constant play. So I could probably beat that in like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. If that. That was over, you know, weeks. Maybe two weeks, you know, with a work schedule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely worth it. All right. Well, there y'all have it. If you've played um, Scarlet Nexus, I had a fucking brain fart there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? And if you play Scarlet Nexus and you really like it, uh, leave us a comment on Facebook. Leave us, text us. Uh, go to patreon.com slash two game and leave us a comment there. Uh, let us know what you think about Scarlet Nexus. What did you? What would you give it, sir? Give, give it a it. 9 out of 10. Ooh. All day. It's like 50 bucks on like Amazon right now. I mean, yeah. I say I may go check it out. I haven't even fucking played Returnal yet. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go back and play that, and I was like, yeah, "I'm done." Mm. <laughs> it, it's like it's like you have to re relearn your muscle memory. Oh yeah, because when I went and played it, like I think I showed Dan how uh, how it because he came to the house and I showed it to him and I let him play and he's like, "What the fuck?" So I went and took care of him. Like I'm just as bad as you. You've <laughs> <laughs> never played it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me so sad. All right, guys. This is the creme de la creme. This is what you came here for. <laughs> I've been advertising this for several weeks now. This is our fucking first deep dive. Ooh. Shout out. And we are doing <laughs> The Last Ronin, issue number one. I have been itching to to do something new with, with the two-game podcast, and... I think at the heart of it, we're just we're just fucking nerds, you know, and we want to talk about some nerdy shit. So what's fucking nerdier than talking about some fucking comics, right? So yeah. that's what we're gonna be doing. The Last Ronin, uh, it's a Ninja Turtles comic series that has just recently started. It's supposed to be five issues. There are three issues out currently, so two to be uh, written and released, which mm-hmm. are supposed to be finished by the end of the year, but. Uh, the first three issues have had delays in them, so who knows if that finishes uh, by the end of the year. But if you do not want to know anything about The Last Ronin, I suggest, I mean, we don't really have much left uh, in this episode other than the weekly recommendation uh, for public listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than Fuck, Mary Kill, which you can get if you go to patreon.com slash two game. So just pause it right here if you do not want to know anything about The Last Ronin. Uh, but like I said, we're going to be going into it in severe detail. So you're basically going to be getting the comic right now. So the only reason you probably should skip this is if you physically want to read it without spoilers. So this is your last warning. From here on out, we are talking spoilers. All right. The last run number one, sir. I'm so fucking ready to talk about this. Uh, just some some little tidbits of information to talk about the the issue. It's published by IDW Publishing. The story is by Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz. This idea for this this comic series started about 30 years ago, but the story got lost in the shuffle and the popularity of the 90s animated series and the films. So basically, they knew they had some dark shit going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they said, we can't fucking release this shit with... The <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the kids with the kids uh animated series that is very popular and the animated with the films that are super popular as well we can't introduce you know fucking turtles that are dead yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. so he shelved that idea and apparently he was just looking through his like old files 
and he found the fucking folder with his with his uh, his rough drafts. And he's like, oh, I, thought, I, I think it's time to, to do it. And that's how we got on this track record of the five-part series. Mm. The script is by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. Pencils and inks by, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but y'all know what y'all can do. Go fuck yourselves. Iso and Isaac Escorza. There are 71 different fucking covers for this first issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I showed you a few yeah. of them. Some of them are fucking badass. Yeah, why well, can't get those? <laughs> no, you have to go to specific comic book shops across the U.S. to get these specific covers. Uh, but this is the third printing that I have. This is a black and white turtle on the front. He's holding all the weapons of the turtles, mm-hmm. including the bow staff, Ninjato, the Psy, and the nunchucks. Nunchucks. And by nunchucks, uh, they're more of the uh, Tompas Mm -hmm. than anything. Uh, He's got goggles and a hooded outfit on. He looks fucking pissed off. Yes, he does. (laughs) And he's in uh, an alleyway. And then TMNT, The Last Ronin, is written in red. This book, this issue number one, was released October 28th, 2020. So, do you just want to talk about just general impressions off the bat or do you just want to go through it and just let's just go through it all right so basically this comic starts off in the present we don't know which turtle is the last ronin when it starts off so i'm going to be referring to him as the ronin throughout the entire series yes you're going to find out who the ronin is at the end of this episode of this episode but i'm going to continually refer to him as the ronin because it's just easier yeah so the Ronin is walking through Sludge. He's carrying all these uh, Ninja Turtle weapons, and he's talking to someone, but you're not sure like who it is. Like you think he's just talking to himself, right? And the I don't know. To me, the writing felt like, and, and no spoilers. I'm not saying this is who it is. I mean, I, there's gonna be spoilers eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is I, a deep dive, sir. There's no, there's nothing but spoilers. Yeah, this, I mean, I'm I don't want to spoil the ending right now. I want to get to the get to that little little part it basically gives you like deadpool vibes is what it gives me like deadpool comics Mm -hmm. you have the multiple because as you know deadpool has the multiple personalities yeah so he talks to himself there's three there's deadpool his common sense and his and his silliness Mm -hmm. and his common sense or you know his smarts whatever and he argues between the three of them argue all the time it's fucking hilarious (laughs) that's what this when i read it i was like oh it's kind of similar yeah oh yeah so, I don't know, the writing, it, it makes me think it's Raphael at this point because he sounds kind of like a dick. He's really right. blunt. <laughs> and I, I'll get to which turtle I I, I had kind of hoped it would be at the right. very end of this. But now we get to the title page. This is part one, Wish for Death. Right. Super fucking dark. Super dark. <laughs> so... The, the Ronin is walking to the city through the sludge. The city is walled off by, by sludge surrounding the walls. Uh, bridges are destroyed. It almost looks like an island. Yeah. And the sludge is like river. It, it's filled with decades of pollution and global warming. It looks brown like everyone just took a big old shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumped. <laughs> and there's this huge-ass Japanese-style compound in the city of, in the center of the city which when you're when you're reading it you're like those kind of dope 
It does. It's out of place, but it looks dope. It does. <laughs> because when you read further, you get these cyberpunk right. uh, feelings in it, and then there's just big fucking Japanese compound. Out of place, but it looks dope. I don't know what it is. So, and if you have any thoughts as we're, as we're oh, going no, through, just, just jump in, sir. Yeah. So, he is swimming and walking through this sludge, and he tries to climb the wall, and they're taking out the security the security cameras with ninja stars, and that's when he's he's realizing, well, they're not trying to keep people from getting in. They're trying to keep people from getting out right. into this. So, there are no guards. The walls are covered with barbed wire, and... He climbs up the wall on a mission, and he's wanting to finish it or die trying. Right. And like he's having like a whole conversation with himself. Mm-hmm. With himself. The whole time. And I believe, like, as he's doing it, he's going over Splinter's teachings. Yes. As he's going through. It's just... It's nostalgic, but yet just depressing. It really is. Just because... Just to look at what the world looks like now, because you know Master Splinter was so—I mean, he was old. Mm-hmm. But in any aspect of you looking at him, he was old. So well, you don't know when or when he died. You know he died. You know eventually it was going to happen. It was one of those things you grew up with. You knew it was going to happen. You just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. So this is—you know—with all that pollution, that takes decades. You know, upon, upon decades, so you know he's gone. Automatically, despite you know whatever the title is, you know he's not going to be there. But you know you don't know if there's you know what happened between then and there, and you don't know the circumstances one. of how right. he died. But to go over his teachings as you know he's doing it, it's just it's perfect. It was this is where what perfectly placed. This is not your '90s right animated series it's or, or or the. Uh, you know the original trilogy of films. This is not that, guys. Like this, you're not going into this. This is dark, <laughs> fucking dark. <laughs> like the ending. I don't. Like I said, I want. I want to get to that eventually. I don't want to talk about it right now. But the fucking ending is fucking legit. Like it's stupid dark. Like it's something that I never expected from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like when you go into this and you're like, oh my god, we're all gonna sing and we're gonna eat pizza and all this. Uh, yeah, that is not that is not what you're getting here. You're getting fucking death and carnage. They're not uh, repeating after each other, Cowabunga nope. and Radical and, and shit Mm-mm. like this. It's not that. No. So he climbs up the wall. He's on a mission, wanting to finish it or die trying. He's walking through an al- alleyway and comes up on a super crowded street. Now. We're going to get to a part right here where I do want to talk about it a little bit, and it doesn't mention it really towards the end, but I do want to talk about it now. There's a bunch of bikers in front of this Hilti's pub, and like I said, super cyberpunk feeling oh, yeah. through this. Like super. Uh, there's flying color, uh, flying cars, super colorful, and we find out that there are three turtles behind Ronin yeah. at this point. Now, you don't know... Which turtles are which? They're not colored. They're not colored. Now, if you're, if you've never read a Ninja Turtles comic, when they first started the comics out, they didn't have specific colored mm-hmm. uh, mask. It was all red. Yep. And you never knew who was who when they were draw when they on the drawings. No, you just you when you read the title, read their comments, you would know who was who because they obviously. each had distinct personalities. Yeah. 
it wasn't until much later that they actually gave each other different colors. So, yeah, you don't know who is who at this point. And we find out that, yeah, that the three turtles behind Ronan talking to him, and you're thinking, are these hallucinations? Are these mm-hmm. ghosts? Or is it just, you know, what, what the fuck is it? You know, you're not sure what's going on at this point. Now, granted, you know the fucking title of the... Of the they almost look like... um like um, aspirations or fucking yeah. just spiritual fucking like haunts, mm-hmm. you know, just something that stands there and kind of like looming. Because the way they're sitting is like they're literally like looming over him, and they're all right next to each other. Yeah, like they're like shoulder to shoulder. Like it's, I don't. It's like I said, it's just it's to look at. You're like, what the fuck am I about to read? <laughs> yes. So he points to the compound, and Ronan says, I need to get from here to there. So that is basically this issue. It tells you what this the part of this issue is. He's trying to get from point A to point B. He's trying to get from the fucking streets to the, flying, to the, uh, to the Japanese compound. You don't know why he's going there at this point. You can kind of make some guess, but we don't know exactly what's going on at this point. Now, three turtles are asking him, how are you going to get into the compound? And he mentions that security will be off the charts now that they're inside the walls, and he's a mutant carrying weapons. And Ronan says uh, he won't blend with everyone. So he looks at a motorcycle and steals it. <laughs> he just jacks that shit. And this is the part that I want to talk about real quick before I want to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, bikers walk out of the bar and notice the bike is gone. And... It's not specifically stated at this point, but this character, the the chick, she's wearing like a, like a purple hat or, or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, her name is Jones. Yep. It mentions it at the very end. So you're like, so at this point, you think they're just, they're just people that fucking are just pissed off. Right. So you don't know this person's name is Jones. So the first thought that comes to your mind when you get to this part later, you're like, so is this like person? They have to be related to Casey Jones, right? Obviously, it's not Casey Jones; it's a chick, unless they did some fucked up shit and changed the character. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> so they notice the bike is gone, and I ask the question: Is this person related to Casey Jones? Is it like a sister? Is it like a like a wife? Or or who the fuck is this person? Okay, so Ronan don't give a fuck. Like right zero now. fucks. No fucks. He don't care who sees him, and he just drives off on the bike, hiding in plain sight is what he says. And people have to jump out of the way to prevent from getting getting hit by him. So he, arra- he arrives at the base of the tower slash compound, and he's trying to figure out how to get to the top. There's guards everywhere. Okay. Now the other tur- turtles are cracking jokes about how he should, should have stole a glider or a catapult instead of the, uh, the motorcycle. You know, right. silent but deadly. Mm-hmm. And Ronan mentions, that's not a bad idea, except the silent part. <laughs> I was like, well then. <laughs> We're not talking about farts here. <laughs> Fair enough. So he creates a diversion by putting a stick of dynamite into the motorcycle and drives it into a gas truck. He does his badass backflip off right. the bike. Like the action sequences in this comic look fucking dope. Oh yeah, they're perfect. Like, I, I know I've read comics before and, and they do decent job that at you know writing and showcasing action but it looks really cool in this comic for some yeah. reason 
So he does a backflip off the bike. Huge explosion. Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, and then Ronan being blasted upwards. Really dope artwork at this point. I made a little note about that. Really cool artwork. Quotations. <laughs> <laughs> he lands on the side of the building, and he climbs inside this, this vent shaft mm-hmm. on the side of the building. A bunch of cables and wires in this, this tunnel slash vent shaft. And this was probably the funniest part of the entire comic to me. Or actually, probably like the only funny part. <laughs> so the turtles say he might be able to hack into the wires to download a map. And he declines and decides to just fight through the cables. Right. And the funny part is where he says, uh, a nose knows the truth. You can take the turtle out the sewer, but you can't take the sewer out the turtle. And the turtles ask him, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I, I get where you're getting at, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's funny that you're thinking that same thing. Right. Like, what? And the turtles ask that same question. It's fucking, it, it was, was it supposed per- to make sense. <laughs> I legit laughed out loud when I read it. <laughs> so he opens the manhole and alarms go off. And then I'm going to refer to them as RoboCops because I think they get... R- referred to him as RoboCops in the comic, if I'm not mistaken. I think they call them cyborgs. Is it cyborgs? Yeah. I, I'm calling them RoboCops from now on because it's, it's fucking simple. That's fair. But they are basically robot Foot Clan. Yep. And they're lightly armored security guards. Uh, he's throwing out smoke bombs to attempt an escape. This artwork has like this purple background lead, leaning into that cyberpunk era with this. And that's when the fucking action starts. And it really does not let up past <laughs> this point. Not. <laughs> now, the one thing that I will say that might be a little bit of a of a con for this issue is some of the the action does look the exact same. Like right. the fur, like the further you get into this issue, you're like, yeah, I already saw this, and that's probably my only complaint with the comic up to this point and and forward. So, RoboCop, holding a katana, pursues Ronan. Ronan beats the crap out of him, and he gets back up without an issue. Ronan attacks the RoboCop again with his Tomfas, and apparently, I did not know this, sir. Apparently, the Tomfas were used by all of the Turtles except Donatello. Yeah. So, various TV shows and Rise of the Ninja Turtles, which is currently being aired on Nickelodeon, uh, Raphael was using Tomfas in that show. He's not using his size. Weird. Yeah, really weird. And we have not seen the nunchucks up to this point in the comics, so I don't know if they just swapped out the nunchucks for Tomfas or or what the case was. <laughs> Robo Ninja Cops is what they're Ro- called. Robo Ninja Cops. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so much better. <laughs> uh, actually, I have that wrote down right here. Robo Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> they reminded me of Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> so Ronin cracks the RoboCop's helmet, which reviews, reveals a human so yeah they're like cyborgs and he uses his tonfas to knock off the head of the cyborg and they're trying to figure out what the robot is is it human some cyborg and they mention more synthetic than human a synthetic ninja (laughs) aka a sinja (laughs) (laughs) ah I see what you did there (laughs) ah clever clever little girl so more RoboCops are scanning the area after the unit was disabled. They find Ronan and chase after him on the rooftops. Ronan remembers his first real lesson that Master Splinter had taught them, which is strike hard. Shout out. 
Fade away. Fade away. Never lose focus. Uh, shout out to all three of those. <laughs> Dude, he straight up fucking lops these fucking dudes' heads off. Yes. And it's fantastic. Like, clean blow. Like, fink. <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> uh, he's using the Ninjato to cut off all these robot, robot heads. Uh, and the RoboCops are still chasing Ronan. They find him entering a residential complex. He enters the room with... Uh, the RoboCops enter the room with guns drawn. And while climbing into the room, Ronan throws a coat rack that impales both robots in the head. Fucking Savage. dope. <laughs> a fucking coat rack. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> this knocks him off the building. Robocops fire lasers. Ronan dodges it. Managed to get up on top of the complex. And he's in fight with more Robocops. And he's trying not to do close quarters combat. He starts remembering his basic training to be a true warrior know when to crouch, when to leap, when to stand firm, and when to fly. And he stands in front of a train, backflips onto the train, and then backflips off of the train onto the streets below. This reminds me of like the Mortal Kombat movies where they just did flips for no fucking reason. Um, there's so there's no reason it's needed. No, I mean, it looks like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't, don't talk about backflips. They're fucking savage. <laughs> you can do them, you're fucking savage. And then they're... They're trying to do their best Demon Slayer Mugen train up <laughs> thing where they're fighting on a train, backflips off the train, and he jumps onto a flying police car and yanks out the RoboCop. <laughs> Yank. He gets into the car to fly it, but then it turns upside down. I don't know if like he just fears out like he doesn't know how to drive a car, but Turtles, the control's jammed. Turtles don't know how to fly, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he just fucking crashes. The cop car goes out of control, flies into a billboard, uh, he jumps out of the car. The car explodes, and he lands on the ground at this time. Uh, the turtles are making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, like, it's perfect. Like, how they, how his brothers just go into it, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's so fucking... Like, they're not letting him have anything. Like, it's a serious fucking dark comment, but then they have that little, like, jabs. Like, ha-ha, ha-ha. <laughs> just <laughs> moments of levity right? uh, throughout. So... Ronan's thinking to himself that he needs to stick with what he knows best, running on rooftops. So it cuts to inside the tower. Now, this is where the comic kind of gets a little bit more interesting. You know, for the last little bit, he's just been fighting RoboCops all the time. Now we cut cut inside the tower where Master Oroku Hiroto is talking to Captain Ikusa. I'm probably saying those wrong. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Um, Hiroto is asking... If there is some kind of disturbance in the middle district, which Ikusa asks to sound the general alarm, to which Hiroto grants permission while he is looking out the window at the cityscape. Uh, he authorizes lethal force and wants video feeds shown at all times and broadcast to the entire city. Uh, he doesn't like insubordination, and he will use the video feed to set an example. And then we cut back to the Ronin. We learn that Hiroto is the master of the Foot Clan. Uh, Hiroto is Karai's bastard son and Shredder's grandson. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Who fucking knew? So this is like the first real big tidbit of news in, in this comic up to this point, I think. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, sir? Do you think this is a, a better... I, I like the aspect that they're not going with the Shredder. Yes. Like the, the fa- it, almost like, like Rache. Like there's too much Rache. Like, yes, we know he's immortal, blah, 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 because of fucking blah, blah. But if they would have brought back Shredder for this deck, like when I tell you decades and not had Splinter, 
Like Splinter, you ha- it's like yin and yang. Splinter, like and Batman Shredder. and Joker. Yeah, you have to have Splinter and you have to have Shredder. It's one of those things. I understand the Turtles fought Shredder more than Splinter did, but it was just one of those things. Boss versus boss, you know, head honchos. And, I mean, obviously their backstory of, you know, when they were training and, you know, Shredder trying to kill Splinter, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> he slashes the rat. <laughs> <laughs> of all things. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I like how they're doing The Descendant, but that just shows how much of a distance from the normal Turtles to now. Mm-hmm. How much of a... Like, like time-wise? Time-wise. Like, you can... You, you almost see the time-wise. Because in, in the comic, he's pretty much a young adult. He's not like 18. He looks like 30. Yeah. Maybe almost 40 years old. Like, it's that long. And I mean, some turtles... I mean, obviously turtles. Some turtles, you know, live like 100 years, whatever. But, you know, it's a comic. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it's most interesting to that it gives you more of a time frame as to when this is happening. Not necessarily year-wise, but more so of like what time of their lives this is actually going on. So, yeah, we find out that he is the bastard son of Karai and Shredder's grandson. He, The Ronin recalls that they were trained from the day they were born to fight in the war between these two families. For respect, for honor, and then he mentions for revenge. So this is really the first time that we've get we've gotten like really any insight into what his what his motivations are going into this compound because right. I don't think he mentions revenge up until this point if I'm not mistaken. No, he otherwise I would wrote down. He just mentions fucking he's going in there or dying trying. Yes, that's. I mean, I can see why now because of with the car- uh, uh, Karai's, you know bastard son, mm-hmm. but you you could just you could feel. The hate, almost. Oh, it's palpable. It was. You can cut it with a knife. So Ronan is looking upwards into this huge hole, shout out, opening <laughs> that leads into the tower. He mentions that he has had enough of decades of murder and death. So decades. 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 <laughs> a turtle mentions he has run out of miracles. Uh, the huge opening has RoboCops, drones, and people. Ronan says... He quit believing in miracles a long time ago. So this is not your optimistic uh, Ninja Turtle from the fucking uh, yeah. early days. No. This dude is fucking... Huh. He's rode hard and put away wet. I don't even think wet, sir. Like, <laughs> like sopping wet. <laughs> not like, you know, here's a, little, here's a little hose. Like, no, you jumped in the fucking ocean and you have to survive. <laughs> so Ronan holds on to the bottom of a police car that brings him into the tower using Ninja Stealth. And what else would you use? Uh, Military-grade equipment and hardcore foot soldiers everywhere. Uh, A turtle mentions that the entrance to the upper level is on the other side of the platform. Uh, Ronan kicks off the RoboCop riding a motorcycle. Really dope. Uh, He is attempting a sneak attack to buy him an extra four minutes. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Uh, Story of my life. (laughs) Uh, That's what four plays for. (laughs) So Ronan is driving a motorcycle through a bunch of guards. They've been thrown everywhere. He drives it into them, and it explodes. The guard station is now offline. He thinks that brought that bought him enough time, but he quickly realizes the guards have surrounded him, and he starts fighting with all the guards with size and tomfas. 
He throws out grenades, Michael Bay explosions again. <laughs> uh, an upgraded RoboCop shows up to fight Ronan. Uh, this is kind of the <laughs> upgrades. <laughs> yeah, this is the elite soldiers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Lethal force authorized. Yeah. So Ronan asks if the machines do all the fighting for Hiroto. Uh, calls him gutless. Uh, I'm probably saying Hiroto wrong. I'm gonna have to look that up because I don't want to sound like a fucking dumbass. But <laughs> Hiroto, okay. If if I'm fucking saying it wrong, go fuck yourself. Hiroto is fucking pissed. Now I have several notes Hiroko. from here on. To Hiroku. Hiroku. R o o k u. Wait, let me see it. Y'all bear with me for just a second. Oroku. Yeah, that's his first name. Yeah. I'm just going. I'm just going with the last name. Bastard son. <laughs> <laughs> I should just say it. Bastard son says he's pissed. <laughs> but yeah, from here on out, uh, there's lots of notes about uh, Hiroto being pissed. <laughs> because he is. <laughs> he is constantly being pissed off in this comic. So he asks uh, Captain Ikusa why the terrorist is inside the lower levels of his tower. Uh, Ikusa makes note that every resource available has been activated and Hiroto wants his head on a pike before the end of the day. Ronin snaps the neck of a Robocop, looks up at the camera and tells Hiroto that he knows he is watching and scared and that the Ronin is coming for him. Uh, Hiroto now realizes that it's a mutated turtle, orders all available foot to the tower, and fighting continues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Ronin goes up some stairs beating several of the Foot Clan. He gets to this biometric security panel, an old-school retinal scanner. He picks up a beaten <laughs> Foot Clan dude and uses his retina to open the door. Uh, savage. Uh, opens the door, and there are two elite ninjas in there. Uh, the elite ninja is doing his best Gandalf impression, where he says, You shall not pass. <laughs> or, You cannot pass, I think is what he says. <laughs> Don't think I will? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, he, they say, drop your weapons and await extermination. Ronan makes note that the machines are fast and strong, but lack sheer will. Mm -hmm. uh, Hiroto is pissed off even more at this point. He activates the Stockman tech, which Stockman is one of the... Uh, what's, what's his uh, first name? Uh, shit. I don't remember. Uh, he, he's the fly dude, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I can't fucking think of his first name. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh... <laughs> Stockman is part of the older comics, and he's also in the in the TV series, and even in the Michael Bay movies that came out recently. Uh, let's see. Ronan is super pissed off at this point. Tells Roto he is here, and destiny's at your hand. Face me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and this is, we get a little monologue from Hiroto. He is the master and won't get his hands dirty. Uh, he said that he thought he killed off all the pathetic mutants before, but he won't make the same mistake twice. So this is kind of the first time in this comic that we find out that he has been the one that killed off everybody. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, like I said, I mean, again, you assume all this as you're reading it. Right. But this is like when we finally get it confirmed. Yeah. This is written confirmation, <laughs> not, not speculation. <laughs> Indeed, sir. <laughs> so flying Mausers show up with lasers. Mausers. <laughs> and Ronan uses localized EMP to... Uh, beat them up to beat them and a big robot shows up a bigger robot i should say and ronan attacks it with the ninjato they clash through one of the windows and they fall to the streets and as they're falling ronan is like no not like this so close falling and then he says failing and i feel like at this point 
in the comic is really when it fucking starts right. getting dark. As soon as he says failing. Because at this point, he's he's not optimistic, but he's like super fucking confident. Right. He's like, he's going to do this. I'm fucking doing this. And he's pretty close. He was pretty fucking close. Yeah. So this is the first time in the comic that we've gotten any kind of pessimistic attitude out of this guy where he's not super, super confident. So he says he's failing. People on the streets are looking up to him falling, and he hits the ground. He's laying broken on the street, calls Hiroto a coward, and everything feels broken. The foot demands citizens to leave the area. Ronan gets up. He's bloodied, blood coming from his mouth. He won't let them finish him that way. He won't dishonor his family, not anymore. The foot are looking for Ronan, and this is, I I mentioned this earlier, the original bikers and Jones shows up. The X Men. They look like fucking X Men, dude. <laughs> they do. <laughs> dude got the fucking glasses like Cyclops. <laughs> uh, they tell the foot where Ronan went, but give them the wrong way. So yeah, at the very beginning, we think they're like not like cool people, right? But this biker Jones tells them the wrong direction to go in, and we get another little monologue. Or excuse me, we don't get there just yet. Uh, yeah, Jones is the woman with the purple hat, follows Ronan's blood trail down into the manhole. And then we get the monologue by Hiroto. Mentions it has been 10 years since killing the turtles. So we got a little time frame mm-hmm. of when that happened to what we're looking at now. Uh, looks over at his mother, Karai, that is in like some kind of like stasis tube of, of some sort. And Ikusa shows back up empty-handed. Hiroto is pissed off again. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> And I think that's the last little bit that we get of Hiroto in this comic. The last little bit, guys, is is the darkest part of this comic. Oh, God. And it's, it's really where this comic, for me, just became fucking amazing. Right. Just, I can't believe they went this deep. Shout out. <laughs> We've never gone that deep. <laughs> no. No. I, I personally cannot believe we have gotten to this point that we're about to, to uh, share a, with you. In y'all. a turtle comic. In a turtle comic, yes. Like, you would never have thought it would have been this dark. No. So, Ronan's spirit is broken. His his confidence is shattered. He starts taking off all of his gear. He says, I need to end this now on my own terms. The turtles are trying to talk him out of it. Uh, Ronan tells them, no more fucking talking. I mean, he doesn't say fucking, but it sounds better when I say fucking in there. Uh, Ronan, on his knees, lays down all four turtle weapons in front of him. Pulls out all four of the turtle mask from a small pouch. And this, dude, this is when it fucking gets heavy. I miss my brothers so much. And we were always so different, but so much alike. I miss my father. He grabs a broken Ninjato. In the end, too little, too late. Story of my fucking life. Again, it doesn't say fucking in there. So, story of my life. Emphasism. (laughs) Yes. Story of my life. Dude... That fucking hit me in the feels. That he's Lamont. setting up for Simboku or Simbuku or whatever how you ever say it. Yeah, the uh, the Japanese the, uh, ritual suicide of, of honor. Yeah, so that's what it, that's what he's doing. So in the end, too little, too late. Story of my life, dude. That fucking hit hard. Like that has it's it's only a few words that he says, but you, it has so much meaning behind like, it. Yeah, like it just like what. With reading from what we read now and not knowing the whole backstory, 
just the feeling you get from him and just the the the, the dread, the remorse, the anger, like so much anger you can see in his face. I mean, obviously he's broken right now because mm-hmm. he fucking fell out of a building on a concrete. <laughs> you know, he's old, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should be the last old ro- Ronin. <laughs> he's fucking old. Like old man Logan? <laughs> <laughs> old man Ronin. Right. But, I mean, it's just the way they write it and the way they talk and the way he speaks. And he realizes he was talking to his brothers in a way he tells everybody to be quiet but then as he gets darker and doing to this Simboku there's quiet it's just him Mm -hmm. and he realizes it and it's just I mean I understand why he wants to but then like come on man yeah so yeah he grabs that broken ninjato tells his father he's sorry he failed and he asks for forgiveness and Ronin is about to stab himself with the ninjato but then falls to the floor now I, I had to do some research because I thought he stabbed himself. But it doesn't explicitly show that in the comic. No, so I think he just passed out from blood loss. He did. Uh, with that one, with the Simbuku, you take out your intestines. You slash over, and then uh-huh. that's when they're supposed to lop your head off. But, you know, obviously he was <laughs> not doing that. Yeah. So, passes out from blood loss. Biker girl Jones walks in and realizes it's a mutant turtle. And then Ronan flatlines. And then we get like this little one-page uh, artwork of him uh, dreaming of the turtles in the lair after a wild night, and <laughs> it's an it's a, it. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure how I feel about that one little page right there. I think it's a nice little touch to kind of go into the last you know portion of this comic, the last page, uh, but. It, the artwork is completely different, obviously, to distinguish between the two. Uh, the, the color is more yellow in appearance in comparison to the rest of the comic. Uh, I thought it was a nice—it's a nice little touch to kind of separate the, the two moments of him trying to kill himself versus this last little part that I'm about to tell you. So, here is the last—I mean, if you've read up to this point, you, you're fucking looking the for spoilers. <laughs> yeah, this is what you came here for. This is— who is the last Ronin? We fucking finally find out. Ronin wakes up to find April O'Neil in the lair or in front of him in like an infirmary or, or, or something. And she reveals that the final turtle is. Now, again, if you don't want to know who the turtle is and you want to fucking read it f- for yourself, I don't know why you've been listening up to this point. Well, pretty much told you the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> the final turtle, the last Ronin is Michelangelo, which is... Cole Bynke. I thought it was going to be Raphael to begin with. I... I knew it wasn't going to be Leo because Leo would sacrifice himself because he's the leader. He would sacrifice himself for the brothers. So I knew yes. Leo was gone. Mm-hmm. Raph would probably be next because he may be an asshole, but he cares about his brothers more than anything. So it'd probably be Leo, Raph, Donnie, or Michelangelo would probably be my last two. And Donnie being strategically calculated would probably sacrifice himself for Mike, which probably happened. Which is... I, I'm not mad at Michelangelo's the the last Ronin. I think it's super interesting to have this more comical character traditionally, comical right. care character, and now he's put into this super dark fucking state. He is not Mikey anymore. No, he is not. And uh, when she reveals that the final turtle is Michelangelo, she asks him, "Who are you talking to?" Because apparently he was talking 
about that dream in his sleep. Yeah. And that's the end of issue number one. So overall, what did you, what did you like it? Love it? Hate it? Oh, I loved it. I love the fact that he had sheer, this sheer will was this only drive. Like there was no strategy. It was training, sheer will, and just rage. That's mm-hmm. all it was. I'm going to fucking do it. It doesn't matter how I get it done. It's going to yeah. get done. And then him putting down his masks of all his fallen brothers and their Ooh. weapons. Like you just realize how real it is. Mm-hmm. Like you understand you like the way they drew it. You understand their ghosts just the way they were, but it didn't like really hit you a hundred percent because they're all like uh, there. There's your teachings from splinter. Here's your weapons and here's their masks. This is all you have. This is left. That's it. That's all you have left of your brothers. Yeah. And then April's return. When I tell you she looks road hard, put away wet. She does. <laughs> like fucking like Jones. <laughs> Casey hard. Jones. <laughs> Casey fucked that shit hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I have to agree with you. I absolutely love this. This is actually one of my favorite issues that I've ever read. Uh, I think... I think it builds to this moment very well, Mm -hmm. and it absolutely pays off in the end, at the end of this issue. I think it is some of the darkest shit I've ever read in a comic period. Uh, And again, I was not expecting them to go this route. Down to suicide? I mean, fuck, it's the Ninja fucking Turtles, man. Right, nobody kills people. (laughs) You never would have thought that this would lead to a suicide mission, to a suicidal thoughts by Michelangelo slash The Last Ronin. You grew up knowing the turtles never killed anybody. Yeah. Shredder killed himself, technically. You know, mm-hmm. but it came back, you know. Mm-hmm. That's neither nor that. <laughs> but, yeah. My only big thing is fucking... Shredder's grandson's a little bitch. He, <laughs> he pisses me the fuck off. He's so fucking lazy. <laughs> he just stands there and just fucking monologues. He reminds me, and it's perfectly how it is of, you know, this just the way the world works now computers and everything you don't really have to do anything anymore Mm -hmm. and i mean i understand i'm sure he knows how to fight don't get me wrong i'm sure he was trained by shredder and his mother but we don't know that we don't know Mm -hmm. obviously he did he killed three turtles so he obviously knows how to do something (laughs) he's obviously savage in some way right or he you know or he did fucking um, sneaky Sammy, <laughs> sneaky Sammy, three fucking turtles. <laughs> so yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, just kind of, I don't, I have not read issue number two yet. Uh, you haven't read it either no. because obviously you have to borrow from me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, but these issues are nine dollars. That is the cheapest that I found it online. You can see them for fucking like twenty, thirty bucks. It, oh yeah, they're expensive. But I bought this from a comic book shop in uh, New Orleans. I had uh, somebody go get it for me. Uh, Jade. Ooh. She went and got. It. She went and picked it up for me while she was over there. Uh, so I have the first three issues. From here on out, we're gonna be doing the same thing. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're gonna give you all a couple weeks to find issue number two. I'll give a couple weeks for me to write these in-depth notes again, and then for <laughs> for Christian to to read it as well. So two three weeks, we're gonna do issue number two, and kind of looking forward into this these issues. I'm assuming each issue is going to be more about which turtle, like specific turtle and their deaths. So there's three turtles that are dead. Obviously, this first one focuses on Ronan. We got the next three issues, I would assume, the next three turtles. 
And then the final would obviously be like the final act. Right. Him avenging them, I, I would assume. I hope so. I hope so. But like I said, I don't know anything past this point. I don't want to look up anything. So if you know anything about The Last Ronin, issue number two, do not <laughs> fucking tell me. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> you ask me first if I've read it. Because I'm super excited to, to continue on with this series. Right. But y'all let us know what you think about that. Uh, let us know if you like this uh, this format. Uh, it's I, I'm not going to say it's here to stay, but I really did enjoy uh, going through it and picking this this one comic apart. Oh, yeah, especially since I was looking through it as he was going. So whenever when I tell you he has in depth, <laughs> when I tell you every word is written on this <laughs> thing, is literally reading the comic without pictures. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Literally what it is. Uh, describing it to you and kind of tell you what's going on. At the same so when time. I was reading, I was looking through it as he was talking about it just to see how accurate it was. <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> it's not word for word, so we don't get sued, but it's, it's verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're kind of actually running out of time here. Just to mention some Patreon stuff before we go into our Fuck My Kill se- segment. Go to patreon.com slash two game if you want to consider supporting us. There's a $5, $10, and a $20 tier. Support us at any of those tiers, and you get access to a slew of extra content. You get early access to all of our episodes. Uh, Surfing the Stream, which is our movie review podcast. I'm a Patreon supporters get that a week in advance. So the public is a week behind. Uh, you basically become a creator slash producer of our show. You get to tell us what we talk about each and every week. Uh, go there and support us at at a certain number. We get ten subscribers. Uh, we're gonna do a drunken movie review. Yes, yes. We have not picked the movie out. Uh, Patreon supporters will pick that review out. But the main goal for right now for our Patreon is to get us a studio. Right now, we're doing this in my bathroom. So <laughs> the <Yes. laughs> so the audio is not impeccable. It smells shitty in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like cold in here, and it's rather warm. So I want a fucking studio. I want to get like a little shed slash house thing in the back of my yard and record in that. You can do shenanigans in there. <laughs> All kinds of dirty shenanigans. So by you supporting us, we get to give you better content. Yeah, and better audio, which is always key. Always key. So patreon.com slash game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and going forward, we have a Fuck, Mary Kill segment that we're going to quickly go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way you can get that is if you go to patreon.com slash 2game and support us at any of those tiers. And we are back to your regular programming. Uh, we just finished up our Fuck, Mary Kill segment. Again, if you want that segment, go to patreon.com slash 2game and support us at any of those tiers to get access to that Patreon-exclusive segment. Uh, let's close it out, sir. What do you recommend to these fine people? So I texted in our little group chat to Carmen. I said, I found her in anime. Since I know Patreon assists like right after, so she'll know. Mm-hmm. So Re-Zero, starting a new life in another world. Bro, when I tell you the first six episodes that I've watched, I have not looked away. Like... This dude goes from watch, sitting in a convenience store, walking out with his groceries, rubbing his eyes. New world. A whole new, different world. Mm-hmm. Demi-humans everywhere. Different land. Blah, blah, blah. He has no powers. No strength. 
He thinks it's a video game and treats it as such. So he meets this certain chick, um, tries to help her. They end up going to this shady shack and this dude gets fucking stabbed. <laughs> fucking junked. Junk, junk. <laughs> fucking shiv prison rules up in this bitch. And he's like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> oh, the girl no. comes in and she's, what the fuck? And she gets prison fucking shanked too. <laughs> they both fucking die. And then he wakes up in the same spot he started. He's like, what the, what the fuck? So is it like, uh, like Edge of Tomorrow? Like Groundhog Day? Almost. Okay. Almost. So it goes on till certain things happen. And then he goes to somewhere else. So the story continues. So once he figures it out, it continues. So it's literally like a murder mystery slash how do I change this? And then continue. So he wakes up in like the episode like four through six. Mm-hmm. He's in a this different spot from the continue. So he ends up in the same spot from where he ended up on the last part. And he ends up dying on the fourth day, every day. Um, uh, after four days, he's dead. Doesn't know how. Tries to figure it out. Tries to redo his steps and all that. And it's never really the same. But it is the same. It's, like I said, it's so strangely compelling. That sounds really interesting. I, I'm going to check that out. Like, when I tell you, it's like fucking um, Goblin Slayer bloody. Ooh. Like, when he gets... Fucking, you have my attention. <laughs> like, he fucking gets blown off. And, like, he's like... He looks up and his hands dangling from the fucking like chandelier, and he's like, "What the fuck? Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! My hand!" I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's your hand." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then he dies, and then you know, rinse and repeat. It's almost like Death Loop. That you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, almost like that, but with a hint of change, because on depending on certain things, he can continue going forward without dying. Okay. And I don't know how far the episode, I mean, season goes. I'm still on episode six, but like, I just find myself just steadily watching. Like, I can't look away. Like, it's killing me not to watch it right now. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna need you to text me that name again, yeah. and I'm gonna check it out, sir. It's it's dubbed too. Oh, oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Like Carmen, I think I figure it was perfect for Carmen because it has that that mystery. It has that thrilling. It has gore. She loves gore. Right? <laughs> Fucking dude gets tortured and disemboweled. <laughs> oh, Carmen's done. <laughs> right? I mean, they don't show the disemboweled, but the girl goes, oh, your fucking, your organs look so different, you know? It really turns me on. I'm like, this bitch is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y- y'all check that out, because I'm definitely going to check it out. And I'll let you know, sir. Indeed. Uh, my week recommendation is Eastern Promises. It's a Russian mafia movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. It's got Viggo Mortensen uh, of Aragorn in it. It's a. It's it's so fucking good. I just I just rewatched it uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a simple it's a simple story. Uh, this girl walks into this like pharmacy. She she has like a abruptio placenta or, or something like that. She ends up dying, and the baby ends up living. Well, she has a diary that implicates uh, the Russian mafia. So, you know, obviously they don't like that. Right. So that's what the story's about. Uh, Viggo Mortensen is in one of the most 
insane, most rememberable scenes of all time. Uh, this is the movie where he's in the sauna and he fights the uh, the enemies, the bad guys, but that's naked. Oh, I do think I remember. And you fucking see his sack and his dick and everything. <laughs> 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 like you're wa- you here. <laughs> like you're watching this and he's breathing all heavy and he's like laying on top of these guys and I'm like this is really weird but is, it's like super entertaining and super different than anything I've ever seen before uh, so yeah go check that out Eastern Promises it's on stars right now if I'm not mistaken uh, so go check that out I gave it four stars I fucking love that movie that's so good oh you can find mine on Crunchyroll not Ooh. on Funimation Crunchyroll. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll still go check it out yeah I mean if is it do. for free you can borrow mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> free. So yes, yes, it's free. <laughs> well, there y'all have it. This is episode forty. Shit. <laughs> I've never heard such numbers. <laughs> uh, stand by. <laughs> episode forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Worst host ever. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna conclude our episode for episode forty-four. Uh, y'all, let us know what you think about all the topics that we talked about. What you think about the Valve Steam Deck? Are you going to get it? Are you not going to get it? And let us know what you think about our first episode of our deep dive into the last Ronin comic series. Super excited to keep talking about that and excited to dive into the next issue. Uh, The only bad part is we're going to have to wait for four and five. God damn it. Yeah. But after we do this, I think we're diving into... The Dark Knights. Dark Metal. Dark Metal uh, mm. series. Oh, I already have issue one. Or oh, my God. Collection one. Yeah, I have to get those. Yeah. Or we just borrow them. Uh, no, I want my own. <laughs> I want my own. Because I want it for my collection. Indeed. So, yeah, there it is. Y'all let us know what you think. And we will catch y'all next time on another episode.